Welcome to Words and Ways, a mini podcast from Young Life, where our goal is to get to know and become more like Jesus each day. One of the best ways to do this is to spend time in God's Word. But sometimes, the stories in the Bible get so familiar that we might stop expecting to see and learn new things. So join us each week as we dive into Scripture, believing that there's always more to see, always more to learn, and always more to experience. John chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, obey my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him, because it isn't looking for him, and doesn't recognize him. But you know him, because he lives with you, now, and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. And when I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. The Holy Spirit might be one of the most mysterious things of God. God the Son, that is, Jesus Christ, is familiar and inviting. The Bible stories about his life and teachings and miracles make Jesus real and present and welcoming. Even when we may not understand everything that's going on, and even when the teaching is challenging. God the Father is familiar, too, because we get to know him, especially his loving kindness, by knowing the Son— Knowing Jesus means knowing the Father. But God the Spirit, or the Holy Spirit, or maybe even the Holy Ghost, depending on your tradition, that feels like a much stranger thing, one that we'd maybe rather not spend too much time thinking or talking about. But we don't get to pick and choose which parts of God we pay attention to, any more than we get to pick and choose what parts of the Bible we pay attention to, or what people we pay attention to. God is one, and he is three, (laughs) and we aren't given the option of just signing on with the Son and the Father, but then keeping the Spirit boxed up and hidden away somewhere where he won't bother or disturb us. The Holy Spirit is God. He's there in the opening lines of the Bible, hovering over the chaotic waters before the world had form and function. He's there in the closing lines of the Bible, proclaiming, Come, Lord Jesus, in unison with God's people, the church. And he's there for all of the in-between stuff, guiding, correcting, leading, and teaching. Just before he was killed, Jesus taught his disciples many things, including the importance of abiding in him and living a fruitful life, kind of like branches in a vine. That beautiful passage in John 15 is framed by Jesus' teaching about the Holy Spirit in both John 14 and John 16. Maybe because abiding and bearing fruit are impossible without the Spirit's presence and power. And when Jesus talked about the Holy Spirit in John 14, he framed that too. He started with these words, If you love me, obey my commandments. And then he talked about the Holy Spirit. And then he ended with these words, Those who accept my commandments and obey them 
are the ones who love me. The framing isn't a coincidence. Jesus was too intentional for that. Could it be that he inserted truth about the Holy Spirit into his conversation about love and obedience because it's impossible to love and obey God without the Holy Spirit's power and presence? Could it really be that simple? Maybe we humans are the ones who've made the Holy Spirit more confusing than he really is. Maybe we've mistaken mysterious and supernatural for baffling and bewildering. Jesus did say to someone one time that it's impossible to explain how a human being can be born of the Spirit, but he never said it was impossible to know the Spirit. In fact, he said just the opposite. In John 14, when Jesus told his disciples that he would send them a helper who would never leave them, he said, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world can't receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. Did you catch that? He basically said to his disciples, If you know me, you know the Spirit. Which echoes his words a few verses earlier when he said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He revealed the Father and the Spirit to his disciples. Which means that as we read and learn about Jesus, he reveals the Father and the Spirit to us, too. In John 16, Jesus said it was better for him to leave earth so that he could leave his Spirit with all his followers. In his human body, Jesus couldn't be everywhere at one time. He traveled from Galilee to Jerusalem. He went from a crowd to Zacchaeus' house. He went with Jairus from the city streets to his home. Even after his death and resurrection, Jesus wasn't everywhere all at once in bodily form. First, he wasn't in a locked room with his disciples, and then he was, and then he wasn't again. He wasn't with two of his followers as they walked along a road, And then suddenly he was, and then he wasn't. For 40 days after his resurrection, the Bible says that he appeared to his disciples from time to time, not all the time. Jesus gave up his earthly, resurrected, physical presence with his followers so that he could give them, and us, his boundless, eternal presence through his Spirit. Anyone who surrendered their life to Jesus as their Lord and King does have the Spirit living in them. It's not a 2.0 experience. It's not something that we graduate into or work towards. It's just what is. Paul wrote to the believers in Rome that anyone who doesn't have the Spirit of Christ in them doesn't really belong to Jesus at all, which could also be stated Anyone who does belong to Jesus does have the Spirit living in them. Maybe one way to think about the Spirit is simply this. The Spirit is Christ in you. Christ in me. Christ in us. Filling, guiding, leading, and praying for all God's children. The Spirit is mysterious indeed, but he's not unknowable. And if we know Jesus, we know the Spirit.
even if we don't fully realize it yet. Thanks for joining us in the words and ways of Jesus. Check out the program notes for written scripts, discussion questions, and additional resources. Our hope is that the words and ways of Jesus transform your mind, fill your heart, and encourage your soul today and every day.